Saturday morning, everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Well, good morning, brother. Hey, Gary. Good morning to you. How are you? Ooh, I am peachy. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, trying to stay positive with this weather, man. It just won't let up. <laughs> well... You got to, you know, let me tell you something. You got to stay positive. There's many things to be down in the dumps about weather, uh, the least of it. But, um, you you know, you got to, you got to stay positive. I know that's, that's easier said than done, but you know what? You you got no other choice. You can't let the times bring you down. You've got that choice. It's a, it's a conscious decision that we all must make. You can let things get to you and it's easy to do that. It's easy to take that route and it's an effort. To, uh, to 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 remain positive and and but I think we need a little bit more happiness in life more than anything else. So I'm with you. I'm with you, and it's all about looking forward to the future and staying optimistic for sure. I know that there's a lot of doom and gloom around a lot of stuff going on in the sure. world right now, but there's also a lot of really really great and positive things going on. And a lot of people don't think about the the positive and good, and they dwell so much on the negative, right? Mm -hmm. And that ends up uh, really running their life. Something that I have really uh, tended to over the years is the concept of abundance, the abundance mentality, which basically is all about the fact that you deserve to be rich, you deserve to be successful, you deserve to have every single thing that you've ever desired, and it is going to take a lot to get there, but there's enough on this earth to get you to that, right? Uh-huh. And when I've talked to really successful people, that's the mentality, whereas when I have clients or even friends come across that are down in the dumps, when we really look at the mentality, it's the poverty mentality, which is poor me, you know, the world stinks, all this bad stuff's going on, I can't overcome it. And I would really say one of the biggest differences between uh, the successful and those that are not is that mentality, and that abundance mentality, that's what I try to live every day with. And that's also why I really chose, uh, you know, this topic we're going to dive into today on real estate crowdfunding. As as opposed to the uh, excuse mentality, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look, let's just call it what it is. Right now in America, this is a show about mortgage and real estate, so we can't not talk about that. And I think right now the mentality we're talking about, that poverty mentality, that poor me mentality, mm-hmm. a lot of people are feeling that right now all across the country when it comes to buying a home when it comes to being able to afford to provide for their family, right? When it comes to just being an investor and buying real estate, it it just can look really daunting right now. Between the interest rate increases, the price increases, the low inventory, there's a lot to be negative about in the real estate industry. There's so much to be negative about. But millions of people are buying homes. There's a lot of people getting into their dream home. There are people even refinancing, saving thousands of dollars a month right now. How? Like, when so many people are so negative, when the media is so down in the dumps, how is all this success happening? Unfortunately, a lot of that doesn't sell when it comes to advertising dollars, when it comes to the media. So they're going to concentrate more on the negatives. But this show is all about giving you and showing you opportunity. This is all about showing you the possibilities that maybe you didn't see before. 
And in our episode today, we're going to be tackling a topic many people haven't heard of called real estate crowdfunding, something I've been involved with for over 10 years now. Mm. And I've built a significant real estate portfolio using these concepts. Um, You know, we've talked, we dabbled in other shows, you know, about it, but it continues to perform. It continues to work. And the reason that it is important to discuss is because real estate crowdfunding can allow you to get involved in real estate, to allow you to generate cash flow, to allow you to create a portfolio um, for your future with as little as $500. So for those people sitting here going, I can't get into real estate. I don't have 10 grand. I don't have 20 grand. I can't afford closing costs. I don't have a down payment. Well, what if I told you you could own shares in an apartment building for $500? What if I told you you could be a part owner of an office complex for $1,000? Then would you look again? Then would you consider it? So that's what real estate crowdfunding is all about, is democratizing real estate, taking something that you used to have to be one of the good old boys. You used to have to be a multimillionaire, an accredited investor, somebody that had all this financial backing to get involved. Now with the Internet, what's happened over the last 10, 11 years is now this is mainstream. Now you can literally go and get involved in this with a small amount of money and start generating income right away. Yes, you have to know what you're doing. Um, Yeah, there's some information and there's a learning curve, and we're going to go through that, but many, most do not even know this exists. And I would say this is maybe a good precursor if you think you're a couple years away from buying a home, maybe even a year or two, but you want to dip your toe in the water, Get five hundred, a thousand dollars, a couple grand into a real estate crowdfunding scenario, you know, and see what happens. That's what we're going to really be diving into today in our episode. Yeah, you and I have spoken off air a few times about crowdfunding. It's something once I get my house, and you know that's priority number one. Yep. Um, yep. The like as you said at the top of the show, the the inventory is getting more and more minimal as we get closer to the holiday season. But that notwithstanding, um, crowdfunding is even something I would like to uh, get involved in. Again, once I, I I purchase the house, maybe you should start off with like an overview. Of, of what it is and how it actually differs from, let's say, traditional real estate investing. Right. Okay, so real estate crowdfunding is a way to raise money for real estate projects by pooling money together yeah. from a large number of investors. And it's generally done online. Now, when this was done years ago or decades ago, like this crowdfunding concept was done before the Internet. It was called real estate syndication. So if you're doing research and you want to know about the track records and whatnot of this type of investing in real estate, go look up real estate syndication. It's been very popular, I believe, since the 70s or 80s. So this isn't something that's new. What's new is that it's been brought online. Mm. It's been brought into the crowdfunding space uh, over the last 10 to 11 years that this industry has matured. So the reason that it's different from regular real estate investing is that with a normal real estate investment, you need substantial capital to put up. So what I'm talking about is when you're buying a home to live in, you need a minimum of three and a, or three to five percent down, right? In most cases, if you're not using a down payment assistance or whatnot. So in the current housing market, three to five percent down can be tens of thousands of dollars, right? What if you don't have that? Are you now barred from? getting involved in real estate? No, this is now an option for you that wasn't there before. 
when you're talking about a real estate investor, someone that wants to go and up, you know, level up their game, maybe they have a house or two, they're looking to now get into commercial real estate, they're looking to buy some apartment buildings, they're looking to buy a strip mall, those type of things. What is the barrier to entry? Well, unfortunately, the barrier to entry for that is a heck of a lot higher than a single family home. You're needing to put down generally 20 to 30%, sometimes more. You need to show a lot more financial wherewithal, net worth, etc. So for a lot, and for me for years, this is kind of where I thought, well, there's no way I can get involved in that deal because it's a $5 million property. So if I'm putting, you know, even 20% down, that's a seven figure sum. I'm not going to be able to do that. But what I started finding in my research was that this burgeoning industry was starting. This is way back in around 2010, 2011, that I started stumbling across this real estate crowdfunding stuff. It was an article in Forbes magazine that I read online, and that sparked my interest because I said, wow, this is something that I can latch onto. This is what I'm looking for. Because at the time, Gary, I was trying to expand my real estate portfolio. I was living in Connecticut at the time, but I was trying to buy properties in other areas of the country. And as you know, that's not very easy. (laughs) This method, this strategy allowed me to do that to where now I have properties in almost every state. All right. So listen, you know as well as I do, especially right now in the times that we're living in, a lot of people don't have a significant amount of money to go out and and invest. Maybe, I mean, are there some key advantages of investing in real estate through crowdfunding, especially to those individuals who, you know, don't have a lot of money to invest? Yeah, there's. There's quite a few advantages of real estate crowdfunding, and I'm going to talk about this in the context of real estate crowdfunding versus direct real estate investment. So there's two ways you can go about it. You can either go buy a house yourself, put up all the money, do all the work, do everything. That's what most people do, direct investment. Or with syndication or crowdfunding, you basically hand your money off to an expert or a sponsor or a portal, somebody that's going to manage that and basically run the whole show. It's a completely passive investment. The number one biggest deal and biggest advantage is the low investment threshold. So there are real estate crowdfunding portals that we'll talk about here in the next uh, next little bit that will allow you to invest in projects or even portfolios of real estate projects with as little as $500, okay? Wow. That doesn't mean you can get involved in every deal for 500 but there are many deals you can get involved in with as little as $500. When I was starting out back in uh, around 2011-ish, when the industry was just getting going, the minimum investment at that time was $5,000. There are many, you know, opportunities to get involved in if you have anywhere from one to $5,000, which again, there's not really almost any property you can buy as direct ownership where you can get in the game for under $5,000. With this, there's multiple opportunities you can get involved with. The other thing is diversification. You know, we talk about and hear about that when it comes to like stocks and bonds and 401ks, a diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But how do you do that with real estate when it costs so much money to get involved in one property? Well, real estate crowdfunding and syndication is the it's the way to do this. It unlocks diversification because if you only have to put a small amount of money in each deal, then how many deals can you get into for a certain amount of money? So for example, if you have $25,000, would you rather buy one house with it or five? Well, right. Of course. You You want want five five. because it's diversification. Right. 
The real estate crowdfunding allows you to do that. Multiple properties, you can invest in different types of properties, commercial, residential, development projects, things that we have no ability to do 15, 20 years ago. The only way to do that was to be, again, a high roller, high net worth, accredited investor. Now there's opportunities that allow you to do this stuff with these low investments, making it accessible to pretty much everyone and makes it so that Again, even if you are on the outs, even if you don't have great credit, all these things that may stop you from being able to actually purchase your own home directly don't stop you from being able to do real estate crowdfunding. There's no credit check here. There's no loan application. You're putting in money from your banking account. You're buying in cash. There's no loan to worry about. There's no payments to worry about. So you can see there's so many benefits that, for me, this has been my preferred method for the last decade. Rob, give me some uh, real-life examples of of crowdfunding that you can share with us. That you, maybe that you've been involved yeah. in personally. I've been involved in, in now, you know, over 100 projects that have exited, and meaning they've come full circle. So with that said, um, I can tell you a couple cool stories that have happened to me in my tenure uh, doing this. One of the most successful projects I, I've been a part of was a mobile home park portfolio. So I had heard, like, oh, mobile home parks, that's where it's at, really good returns. But, you know, I'm looking, and I'm like, I don't know the first thing about a mobile home park. I don't know where to go to get it. I don't know how to get it. I don't know about the finance piece. I know nothing. What I found, though, was one of the portals that I was set up with for the real estate crowdfunding had been uh, advertising an upcoming opportunity that was a mobile home park with one of the top mobile home investors in the whole country. So this is a gentleman that does seminars all over the country. People pay tens of thousands of dollars to learn their methods on mobile home park investing. That's their specialty. They had done one or two funds before that were very successful. So to me, it was a no-brainer because it's, a, it's an asset class I wanted to get involved in. It was a fund, meaning it wasn't just one project. It was multiple projects, so it had built-in diversification. And what I did was, Gary, I put an initial investment of $5,000. That was the minimum investment to get into that deal. Mind you, this was like a $30 million uh, scenario. Right, they were so buying multiple mobile home parks all over the country, mainly in the Midwest. So five thousand dollars. I only put in five thousand dollars. But listen, though, that five thousand dollars. Three years later, I got back eight thousand dollars. Okay, you can do the math on that. In three years, five turned to eight. But more importantly, I was getting quarterly cash distributions the entire time. So my money just wasn't sitting there. They were giving me distributions every quarter for the tenure of that investment. So that was just a great scenario. Obviously, it had you know very, very high uh, triple, or not triple, but double-digit returns. Um, so I didn't put any of my own time into that. You know, I didn't research any of those mobile home parks. I simply handed my money off to an expert, someone that was the foremost expert in that space. And that showed me the potential of the real estate crowdfunding industry. That was one of the first deals I got involved with. Another one was an apartment building in Dallas that uh, was a Class C building. So it was a little bit on the lower end, a little bit maybe a rougher area. But what they did was the sponsor had a lot of experience in that area, and they turned it from a C-class property into a B-class property okay. in the course of around two and a half years. So what that ended up being was a 10% cash-on-cash return. So we got 10% paid to us monthly through the, through the investment. And then at the end, when they resold the property, we got a 30% return 
uh, on the investment. So the total internal rate of return, or IRR, was 40%. Okay, that's phenomenal. Nobody that understands or knows investing would tell you that that's bad. Are you going to get doubles or triples or, you know, turn 5000 into 500000 overnight? No, that's not going to happen here. If you're looking for that, real estate's not the place to go. Go into, uh, you know, one of these crypto funds or these really high risk. I prefer a little bit lower risk with a little bit... Uh, you know, lower return as well. But I think anyone would agree that a double-digit return is, sure. is phenomenal. So the success on that project was due to a strong demand for housing in that location and the great sponsor. The sponsor of that project was boots on the ground right in that area. They knew it well. They knew what had to be done. So again, I let them be the experts. That's their job. I'm not going to sit here researching all day because they're getting paid as the sponsor to make good decisions, and they actually have skin in the game. Pretty much every one of the sponsors for real estate crowdfunding or syndication puts in their own money. So when you know that that sponsor has put in a million, two million, several million of their own funds, you know that your interests are aligned. It's not you versus them. You're on the same team. Rob, what are some of the main types of crowdfunding platforms uh, that are available for investors? Yeah, so there's two main types of real estate crowdfunding platforms out there. There's going to be debt and equity platforms. Um, you also have the hybrid model, which is kind of a little bit of both. So equity-based platforms allow you to own a, a, a share of the property. You're almost like buying shares of a stock, but it's attached to the property. And that allows you to get returns based off of not only uh, rental income, but also that future income when the property is resold, right, that future exit. Whereas debt-based platforms offer fixed returns like interest payments. So the way to look at a debt platform for real estate crowdfunding is it's almost like you're loaning money to somebody, right? So you're giving them, say, $5,000, and now they're going to pay you every single month, just like somebody that takes out a mortgage would pay every single month. And I love those debt opportunities because that money comes in like clockwork every single month, just hits your bank account. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to you know, tell anyone to do anything or send anything. It just happens automatically, and you don't have to deal with toilets or tenants or any of that stuff. So it's very, very nice to be able to do that. I'll uh, point you to some specific platforms. Uh, first of all, for the debt, real estate crowdfunding, I like Fund That Flip, Fundrise, and Share Estates. There are a lot of them out there. These are the three I personally use myself and, and continue to use today for debt investing. Do you have the both debt ones, and equity crowdfunding? Those well, those three I just gave, Fund That right. Flip, Fundrise, and Share Estates, those are just debt, okay? okay? Um, I think, actually, Fundrise might have a few equity opportunities, too, but they're mainly debt. Equity crowdfunding, we're talking about Realty Mogul, CrowdStreet, Diversifund, and Lofty. Lofty.ai is a recent one that I got involved with. Believe it or not, Lofty.ai will let you invest in properties with as little as $50. Okay, I know I said 500 because most of them are, but this Lofty.ai, it's a newer platform. I've done a couple projects on there, so it doesn't have a long track record. But if you just want to dip your toe in the water, go on there. You can get involved with $50.
Folks, and just see what happens, see how it goes. You are listening. So I love those. I invest in all of them myself, and you know, it's a it's a great place to be. But like anything else, do your own due diligence. Okay, I got to move you're along. Have a learning curve, um, folks. You're listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. You can reach uh, Rob very easily online at robgw.com, and his phone number is eight six zero four one three three nine three eight. I'll repeat both of those points of contact, and I'll throw in a free email address more towards the end of the show. Rob, many investors are concerned right now about the level of risk that's associated with you know real estate, particularly with crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. How do you evaluate and even maybe mitigate these risks when considering an investment? Yeah, I mean, this this isn't no risk here. You know, the higher risk, the higher return. But we want to look at how do you mitigate the risk. So first of all, you want to do a lot of due diligence on both the project that you're investing in and the platform that you're investing through. The ones that I've given you, with the exception of Lofty.ai, the other ones that I gave you all have significant track records of, you know, three to five years or more. I know some of them, like Realty Mogul and Fundrise, like they've been around over 10 years now. So this isn't like ground floor where there's no track record. So make sure you're dealing with a platform that has, you know, that experience. Make sure that the sponsors that you're dealing with, those are the people that are going to be on the, you know, boots on the ground running the project. You can look them up. You can. It's very easy. And if you look up a sponsor and don't see them, that's a huge red flag. You know, the more local they are, I found the better. So if you're investing in a project, say, in Houston, I would want a sponsor that's like within an hour of Houston or less. The, the projects where I've had the most success are where it's a very, very localized management team. So that's huge. Read everything, you know, very carefully. This is all very transparent. Um, the real estate crowdfunding portals are very big on transparency and giving you all the info so that you can make an informed decision. Assess all the facts, the location, the trends, the experience of the developers. And then, of course, the, diver- the diver- uh, excuse me, diversification is a big way to reduce risk. So you want to diversify through different platforms. Don't only invest through one real estate crowdfunding okay. platform because they've gone out of business before. I mean, it's happened, and you want to you know, spread right. your money around. I get Property it. types, single-family versus multifamily versus apartment. Don't just do one. Spread it out. Well, I kind of wanted to get into that. I mean, are there any, you know, there's some real estate crowdfunding projects that are better than others or better for crowdfunding? I mean, and and in, yeah. I, I guess with that, it's how can we identify them? Crowdfunding is suited for a lot of different types of projects, including like residential development. I've seen quite a bit lately. Commercial properties are great. I mean, that's really where I cut my teeth was uh, learning and investing in the commercial real estate through crowdfunding. And then just the other like ground up type of development, for example, maybe they're building an office building or a strip center, things like that. Um, The key is to identify projects that have strong fundamentals and that have a good thesis of the investment. So just because they say you're going to get a big return, that's not a good reason to invest. You really need to look at the business plan. Me personally, I've made a decision to not do investing in development projects. Some really good ones have come across with great returns. The reason I personally don't invest in development is because it's the highest risk of any type of real estate project that I've seen. I personally try to find projects that already have a track record established, meaning like an apartment building where there's already been 
tenants in there. There's already been people paying for years. You're just basically tapping into that and then hopefully getting a higher return by making some changes and whatnot. So I prefer to go with that maybe a little lower risk, lower return scenario because it's just a lot simpler. It's a lot less to lose sleep over when you're doing that sort of thing. You want to make sure there's a clear path to profitability. That's the big deal. And don't feel like you have to do one. I know I used to feel pressure like, oh no, if I don't get in on this, what's going to happen? I'm going to be worried in this. There's always going to be other deals. You know, they've been a little bit slim, slimmer pickings the last few months due to the market. But during hotter times of the market, I remember getting two or three real estate crowdfunding deals every day coming across my desk. So you just you want to cherry pick with this. This is your hard earned money. Be careful and be a good steward of your funds. Make sure you're putting it in a place that you're confident and that you've done all your due diligence. I think people like anybody, like any investor, they want to know how long it's going to take for them to get their initial you know, investment back. You know, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I certainly understand that it's more of a a marathon than a sprint, but you know they want to get it back as as soon as possible. I would imagine due diligence, you know, is paramount in this process. You know, when considering a real estate crowdfunding investment, what do you think investors should look for in a in a, in a project detail and and really a platform for transparency? Right. So when you're doing the due diligence, you want to review all the documents that they're giving you. It's generally going to be the project's financials. It'll show you who's investing what, where all the money is going, the legal documents that'll have all the LLC and different agreements that you're going to have to sign. Then go do your own market research on that market. You know, uh, what is the trajectory in that specific market? Because a lot of the time, most of the time, you're not investing in your local area with crowdfunding. You're investing in other areas of the country Uh, And that's one of the great benefits of it. But that also means that you need to do a little bit more research on that area. And then I would say the most important thing for me when it comes to due diligence is the track record of the sponsor. So the sponsor, every project's going to have a sponsor. You want to really spend time doing due diligence on the sponsor. Number one, how much money are they investing in the deal? I will not go into a deal where they're not investing anything. And very rarely are they investing nothing. I mean, most of the time the sponsor can be investing, I've seen anywhere from 5 to 25% of the total capital needed. So you can do the math on like a $25 million project, they're putting in a, a pretty hefty sum, right? Yeah. Um, so looking at what they're investing in the project is great, but look at their track record. Most of the crowdfunding platforms will give you their track record to say, here's the last you know, 20, or here's all of the projects that this sponsor has done, and they'll show you the outcome. And you'll be able to see what the outcome is. And what I've found is that most of the time, like a good sponsor is going to have a lot of really good outcomes. Sure, they're going to miss once in a while, but, you know, 90 plus percent of their projects are very, very profitable. That's where you want to be. Whereas the sponsors that aren't so good, maybe, you know, they lose a little here, they lose a little there. I mean, if I'm seeing multiple projects with losses, yeah. that's uh, not a good thing. That's no, Rob, I mean, that's, that's great advice. Folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. If you'd like more information on this show or any of the others that we uh, do for you, simply head on to Rob's website. It's www.robgw. If you'd like to get a question answered, uh, maybe everybody can benefit from it. Simply send an email uh, to 
Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Maybe we can even get it answered on these very airwaves as soon as next weekend. Uh, and if you'd like to schedule an appointment with, with Rob, simply write this number down and give him a buzz. 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that. 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long.